thank you for tuning in to the Fires of Revival podcast. It is my prayer that you are helped by the weekly ministry conversations and expositional teachings through Key Bible Passages. Please be sure to rate and review the podcast. And now for the episode. All right, well, for today's episode, I'm very excited to introduce to you again, uh, Dr. Kevin Folger. He has come on the podcast before, a little over a year ago, I believe it was last time he's been on here. And he works with Spiritual Leadership Asia. He's an evangelist, travels across the globe, across the U.S., in case you're not sure who that is, who he is. That's just a brief little introduction for him. Uh, but Brother Folger, if you could fill us in, I know it's been a little over a year since last time you've been on the podcast, so I know you've shared your testimony and things before, and I would encourage the listeners to go check that episode out if you haven't listened to it yet. But could you share with us what the last year has been like for you, maybe some of your travels, some of the things you've seen accomplished in the ministry and things? Sure. Thank you for uh, having me on the podcast again. I appreciate that very much. We, uh, of course, uh, I think last year we got to the point where folks started to, uh, or within the last year, folks have started to realize that they can navigate COVID. So it's kind of uh, enabled to churches to be more open and meetings to be more uh, normal. And uh, so we've had the opportunity to be in a number of different places. I do typically 35 to 40 different Sundays a year with the ministry. Mm -hmm. And so we've had a pretty full schedule. Um, summer typically is not real extremely busy because of uh, kind of the focus of what we do, which is missions. So a lot of churches are wrapped up with uh, camps and vacation Bible school and, of course, just vacations that are scheduled for staff and pastors and things like that. So we, we have about 50 percent of our Sundays in the summer that are booked. But the rest of the time we stay extremely busy running from one conference to another. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, it's been a, been, a, been a good season. Good. Thank you for sharing that. And listeners, I would encourage you to pray for this man, pray for the ministry God's given him, pray for his meetings, as he said, especially coming up here. I know, as you said, different conferences, especially when those come up, missions, conferences, and so forth. I know there's going to be busy times. You pray for him and so forth. That would be a good thing. Now, again, as I mentioned, as you said, you do work with Spiritual Leadership Asia. And I know on your social media and on their website, they have a conference coming up here soon. So could you share with us maybe when the next Spiritual Leadership Asia Conference will take place and how us as listeners can pray for that meeting and also maybe what that meeting specifically is? Sure. Well, let me back up for just a moment, if I may. Okay. Um, I got involved with spiritual the Spiritual Leadership Conference of 2016, was invited by Dr. Chapel to come over and be a participant in the ministry. And uh, I went again in 2018. In 2017, God started stirring in my heart about uh, leaving the pastorate. And when I went to the 2018 conference, uh, I just sensed that God wanted us to come alongside uh, and collaborate with Brother Chapel, not necessarily as an employee or working for Lancaster, but just to help uh, in perhaps mm-hmm. expanding the vision that God had given to them. Uh, they were having a conference every two years. And, and then, of course, uh, in the interim time, uh, you know, just whatever happened in the conference went on. And then we'd regather and, again, have another conference. So we thought if we could somehow expand uh, the ministry um, and, you know, perhaps be able yes, to do something in the interim time between those conferences, that uh, that was kind of the way God seemed to be seemed to direct. And so, uh, Brother Chapel, uh, myself, and a man by the name of Naranjan Sundaraj formed mm-hmm. the Spiritual Leadership Conference uh, Ministry, and uh, it's actually Spiritual Leadership Asia is the, the name okay. that we've given to it. It's an offshoot of the conference in Asia. 
So um, when we started that, and as I said, I, I left the pastorate in 2019, uh, been to that conference in 2018, thinking that we're going to go back in 2020. And of course, just as we're getting ready to launch that next conference, you know, COVID kicked in. And had we God not directed us to uh, do what we're doing, we would not have been able to see uh, really any progress in uh, you know, over in, in Asia, um, in the interim time between conferences. So we are planning on going back uh, for the very first time to Asia uh, on February the 28th will be the opening of the conference yeah. in Manila for the uh, Spiritual Leadership Conference of Asia. That's February 28th of 2023, mm-hmm. and it runs through March the 2nd. So it's a three-day conference, actually three nights and two days. And um, so uh, our plan is to be there, of course, and uh, we uh, we believe uh, we're trusting the Lord that all the COVID protocols will be lifted in uh, in Manila so that folks can travel freely to come. So the the point of the conference, of course, is just to get God's people together, specifically in the 1040 Asian portion of the window, mm-hmm. uh, to gather together to encourage them and uh, again give them some training, just some fellowship, and just you know to just get some spiritual refreshment. And that's really what the conference is all about. We've got um, probably, I'm guessing, yeah, 35 to maybe 50 pastors from America coming. Wow. And uh, we, we are, uh, we've rented space that can accommodate 10,000 people. We had close to uh, between six and 7,000 in 2018. Wow. So again, we're not exactly sure how many folks will come. And, but we believe that that five-year window um, between conferences has created a hunger in the hearts of people. Mm-hmm. And so we believe that that's going to be a, a large gathering. Um, and if your listeners would, uh, you know, depending on when this airs, uh, mm-hmm. I'm leaving uh, to the Friday uh, week from tomorrow, Friday after Thanksgiving, to head over to uh, Asia to meet uh, Brother Naranjan Sundaraj, okay. uh, the other man who's a part of this mm-hmm. uh, collaboration. And he and I are going to be traveling across the uh, Philippines, meeting with pastors in preparation for this big conference next year mm-hmm. where you've got uh, two and a half weeks worth of steady meetings uh, where we're having pastors conferences and just trying to encourage mm-hmm. them about participating and bringing uh, folks with them to the conference. Good. And listeners, I would challenge you, as you said, to pray for that. Uh, by the time this episode will air, you will be over there in the Philippines. So listeners, as this is coming out now, you're listening to it. Do begin to pray for this man, pray for uh, the other man that he mentioned there, pray for this ministry, spiritual leadership, Asia, specifically the conference there. Is there a website or somewhere if anyone listening wanted to check that out and maybe learn more about the conference or a way to reach out on that? Yes. Um, let me just uh, pull it up here real quick for you. You're good. You're good. <laughs> it is SLC or SL Conference Asia, SL Conference Asia, all one word, dot okay. com. And right. or you can go to the our the other website, which is sl-asia.com, which will have a link to the to the SL Com, SL Conference Asia okay. website. Right. So, yeah. So um, again, we would encourage folks. Um, you know, <laughs> folks, um, and I know realize that you know travel is not cheap today. But if anyone mm-hmm. has an interest in missions, uh, they would be welcome to attend this conference there in Manila. Um, if you know have missionaries that are in Asia. Okay. Let them know about that because it would be a help and an encouragement to them. I uh, have to tell you that uh, the conferences that I've had the privilege of being a part of have just been so, um, well, it's just to me like a taste of heaven on earth when you get this many different people from different countries together 
in a large venue and, uh, you know, just focused on the Lord, focused on soul winning, focused on missions. It just, um, just something, uh, wonderful about that. Yes, sir. It is. And listener, do take them up on that. I would encourage you to do so there. Uh, going on to our next question again, the 10, uh, you work with spiritual leadership Asia specifically. I know you work a lot with the 1040 window and you emphasize that a lot in your ministry. Mm -hmm. So I know most of our listeners, we've had this explained before so that a lot of them are aware of what the 1040 window is. But can you share with us maybe a couple countries, two or three or so uh, different countries within this 1040 window that maybe to man's perspective, looking at it as a, a country that might seem impossible to reach or very difficult and just kind of share with us the burden of that country, some things about it, and then how us as listeners and as myself can pray for those countries. Sure. Well, um, one of the things I would encourage folks to do um, is uh, there, there are a number of different websites that would give you information about the 1040 window. But the thing, I guess, that makes the, um, the 1040 window so difficult is the fact that most of the countries that are located in this geographical area, going from the north of Africa all the way through um, the Middle East and into across the broad spectrum of Asia, are what we call closed restricted access nations. Mm -hmm. And when we say that, we're just basically saying that they're not open uh, for folks to come in to uh, bring Christianity. So missionaries uh, would not be able to get a religious visa to go and propagate the gospel. In fact, many of these countries would have what we call anti-conversion laws in place that if a person is caught proselytizing or trying to convert someone mm -hmm. from uh, the, quote, national religion that's held um in that particular place, uh, it, they could be expelled from the country if not imprisoned. Uh, nationals that are living there, when they come to know Christ and start sharing their faith, they are in great danger in many of these places because of these anti-conversion laws. And sometimes it can mean up to two years in prison, uh, plus fines, those type of things. Mm -hmm. So when we think about countries, uh, a place like Pakistan which isn't necessarily Asia, but it's right on the border. 235 million people call Pakistan their home. Think of 98% of those people are Muslim. There is one, less than one, a little over 1%, 1.05% of the population are Christian, any wow. type of Christian. That wouldn't just be evangelical Christian, but mm -hmm. any type of Christian whatsoever in Pakistan. So obviously predominant religion is Islam. Uh, Islam, of course, uh, doing everything it can to keep um, any type of Christianity from from being uh, propagated there. So, again, um, Islamic, um, you know, uh, what we call mm -hmm. extremists would make it very difficult to evangelize a country like that. Mm -hmm. um, we, we think about India. India and China are the two most populous nations in the world. Uh, in India, 1.4, almost 1.5 billion people. So wow. there are 8 billion people wow. in the world. And 1.5 billion of them live in, in India. The northern part of India specifically is um, very much um, uh, would be uh, Hindu, uh, would be some other perhaps false religions. But uh, Hinduism is the predominant religion in India. And, uh, and again, there's a lot of these anti-conversion laws with up to two years in prison mm -hmm. uh, for trying to, you know, convert someone from yes, Hinduism to Christianity. So uh, when we think about that, you know, uh, we think about uh, the, the difference that, that Christ can make. So we think about India, we think about William Carey, uh, who mm -hmm. went to India back in the, uh, you know, 1700s. Yes, and uh, the impact of his life is still being felt in southern India. 
Um, but because Northern India is still held in the grips of you know, Hinduism, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Southern part of India is perhaps more Christian, more uh, open to, to um, people working there. So the need there is, is very great, but you know, you've got that, that kind of population. So very few uh, missionaries that are working in India, uh, trying being able to get any type of uh, visa to get in to do the work. So they have to get, again, some kind of other visa. Mm-hmm. Um, one other country I'm thinking of in particular would be North Korea, 25.5 million. Of course, the it's a very, quote, secular, non-religious country held in the uh, uh, grips of Kim Jong-un, uh, who obviously uh, is um, very tyrannical in his reign. And of course, no one's getting into that country uh, necessarily um, spending some time in prison, specifically Americans. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there are people that have targeted uh, North Korea and are praying for North Korea, praying for the conversion of Kim Jong-un and uh, trying to, uh, you know, see see what God would do there. So, again, um, you know, Bangladesh, um, you know, all these countries, Afghanistan, all these countries are, are located in the 1040 window. Uh, Bangladesh has uh, 170.4 million people. 99% of them are unreached. Less than 1%, 0.37% are Christian. So again, we realize that the Great Commission is still unfulfilled. We still got a lot of work to do. Yes, sir, for sure. And listeners, again, hopefully you've kind of caught what we've been talking about here in any of these questions is prayer, praying for these countries, and even going yourself. And I would challenge you listeners to consider that call and at least pray for these countries. And again, he mentioned three, and there are countless other countries yeah. that have just that are just as strict, have just the same conversion laws, the anti-conversion laws they shared several years in prison just for giving the gospel. And oftentimes, me, myself being guilty of this as an American, you know, we go days and days without even considering giving someone the gospel. And it costs us nothing yet over there to do that, just to hand out a track could mean time in prison. So I would challenge you to pray for the believers in these countries. Pray for them. They have a great responsibility, a lot of things pointing against them, but they still have the great commission, the same commission that we're called to give. Yep. So I would challenge you to pick one of those countries that he mentioned. Learn what you can about it. Maybe see if you can find churches over there or find ways to find people that are over there and pray for them and pray for the believers and even consider the call going yourself. Brother Colton, can I just kind of jump in here real quick and and just say uh, something else? You know, I'm, uh, I'm all for Americans and of course, American missions. We we certainly Mm -hmm. believe that that's vitally important, but can I also encourage our our listeners to realize that really the key to reaching the 1040 windows, not America, Mm -hmm. although America plays a part, we we certainly have a, a part to play in it. It is really the national, and what we need is to pray to the Lord of the harvest because the harvest is plenteous. The labors are few. We need to pray to the Lord of the harvest that he'd send forth labors. We've always encouraged people to be praying that God would raise up an army of laborers, uh, specifically nationals, uh, as they're reached and trained and, and of course, uh, have a boldness to reach their own people. Uh, and, again, that's where America comes in through our resources, through, our, through the opportunities to train folks. And, and to encourage them in the work that God's given them to do. Mm, yes, sir. That is exactly right. Because, you know, if I were to go over that, some of the people, the foreigners might think something was going on or think something strange, sure. but yes. you have someone who's, you know, born and raised there, lived their entire life, has another job, uh, they're able to support themselves. Whereas if I were to go, I'd have to, you know, have missionary support and things and right. be able to do all those things. And in a sense, I, I trust, you know what I mean by this, in a sense, they're more successful at it than what sure. I would be if I were to show up in these countries. Yes, so. Absolutely. I would challenge you, you pick a country or two of those that he mentioned, learn about them 
and pray for the believers that are over there that they'll take a stand and faithfully proclaim the gospel despite the circumstances and what's going on. Uh, last question here for you, Brother Folger. Again, thank you for coming on, by the way. But we've been talking about missions, about soul winning, and I know missions is more than just going overseas and going to other countries, although that is a lot of what missions is. It's also about reaching our neighbors next door and reaching those in our own communities and those in our own regions. So maybe someone listening today has been convicted about this and they realize they need to be a better soul winner, a better witness for the Lord. So what would you say maybe are some tips you would offer to someone or some pieces of advice you'd give to someone who wants to become a better soul winner, a better witness for God? Well, I, I, I truly believe that probably this is an area where all of us need to vastly improve. Um, you know, we're all of us fall sh- far short of um, and, and I would say the vast majority of us anyway would fall far short of being the soul winners that we ought to be. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you to be fishers of men. And many times we find ourselves, you know, being caught up in the peripheral issues of life or the distractions that are in life that keep us from really following that we should. So uh, one of the things I, I encourage folks to do is make sure that, that you have a prayer list. And as God burdens your heart for someone, put them on that prayer list and mm-hmm pray, um, you know, daily that God would give you opportunities to witness or create a situation in that person's heart in which God will open a door uh, for, for you yes. to be able to share your faith in an unusual way when their heart is receptive. So really, I think a key to winning people to Christ is praying, praying that God would give you opportunities. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm all for, you know, organized soul winning and having mm-hmm. a time every week when people go door knocking, that, that type of yeah. thing. So don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But if we're not careful, we begin to think, well, that's my soul winning time. And mm-hmm. the rest of the time I'm yeah. off, I'm off, uh, you know, and I, I think we've got to get the mindset where mm-hmm. we just realize that every day in every uh, in every moment of every day when we're live and out and about, God mm-hmm. may be bringing somebody into our path that we have an opportunity to share Christ with. And we've got to get to the point where we're bold in our faith. Um, yeah. I, I feel like the culture has made many folks uh, intimidated because of what we're seeing in the culture. But isn't it amazing how the unsaved people are so bold for their causes? Uh, I, I think yes. about, you know, when the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade in saying that it really wasn't a constitutional aspect or something on the federal level, but should be decided by the states. Well, you would think, of course, that the world had come to an end for many of these pro-abortion people mm-hmm. and the way that they paraded in front of the justices' homes and and made life miserable. They're unashamed of their cause. Mm-hmm. And, and yet we, as God's people, we have the greatest cause. We have the greatest uh, message that there is to, to be shared. And yet we're many times ashamed, mm-hmm. um, afraid, intimidated. And I think we have to get to the point by the Colton when, mm-hmm. where we just have to realize that the gospel has power. Yes. It's not about, uh, you know, my ability to present the gospel, although mm-hmm. we should know how to do it well. Uh, and it's not about having a, a, a particular uh, memorized speech on how I do it. Mm-hmm. It's about living in dependence of the Holy Spirit and realizing that the power is not in me, but it's in the gospel itself and trusting the Holy Spirit of God to uh, fill us, guide us, and to be able to um, share the gospel in a way that God can take that message and use it as um, as a convicting spear to the heart of a, of a man or a woman to whom mm-hmm. we're witnessing. Yes, sir. That is so true. Thank you for sharing that uh, piece of advice there with us there. And listeners, hopefully you kind of got the gist of this conversation, a lot of emphasis on prayer, uh, evangelism, both of the world 
and even next door down the same street as you or your neighbors, those you come in contact with. And again, really simply, a lot of the Christian life is that talking to the Lord in prayer and evangelizing others to join the cause. Mm -hmm. So again, Brother Folger, thank you so much for coming on. And lastly, uh, if you could close us out in a word of prayer. And before you do that, could you maybe share with us an email address, maybe someone who wants to reach out to you, they have some questions. Sure. Maybe something we talked about, they could yeah. reach out to you. Well, um, again, anybody wants to know a little bit about our us, ourself and the ministry, we do have a website, just kevinfolger.com. So it's okay. Kevin and F-O-L-G-E-R, just like the coffee.com. Okay. And uh, there are links there to uh, various elements of our, our of the ministry. Great. And of course, uh, email contact. But if you're trying, just want to send us an email. The email is kfolger at clevelandbaptist.org, Cleveland. C L E V E L A N D. And of course, Baptist, just run it together.org. Uh, I serve as a pastor emeritus of the church where I pastored and served on this ministry staff for 41 years. So, still associated with that and a member here. So, uh, if they want to reach us by way of email, um, if you want to send us a text message, uh, we're available on all the uh, social media platforms. You okay. can send us a direct message through, um, through Instagram or uh, uh, Facebook, whatever the okay. case may be. So again, we'd be happy to respond to that. Uh, and again, I want to say thank you for the opportunity to be on the, on the um, podcast today. Appreciate you and, you and the work that God has given you to do. So let's uh, let's go ahead and pray. Ready? Father, we're grateful for this day. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us. And thank you, Lord, for those who may be listening to this podcast. Lord, we don't know what you're doing in people's hearts and lives when they perhaps uh, maybe even stumble upon this podcast. And I pray, Lord, that you'd use it, not only this particular episode, but Lord, every episode that Brother Colton, uh, Lord, uh, records, I pray that you'd use it to accomplish your purpose. And Lord, our world is in any place. And uh, Lord, as God's people, we have the answer to whatever life's issues may be. And so, Father, I pray that you people not to be ashamed of the gospel. Help us to be as the Apostle Paul when he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it's the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Lord, help us to understand that, Lord, uh, the answers are not in our own wisdom, not in our flesh, but are found in your word. And uh, Lord, and through a relationship with Jesus Christ uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, I do pray that you would uh, bless the conference that is coming up here in February. In January, Lord, uh, January and um, I'm sorry, February and March. And uh, Lord, I pray that you just uh, bless as we prepare for that. And uh, Lord, give us uh, favor with people. We say, pray, Lord, that as folks gather there in Manila, uh, if as you allow that their lives would be greatly impacted, and that they return back to their place of service, Lord, stronger and more determined to make a difference for the cause of Jesus Christ. Thank you again for your goodness. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.